0: Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 How many of y'all love the Lord tonight? Is that you? I love him. I love him. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your your grace for your mercy. Speak to us tonight. Give us divine wisdom, instruction, clarity. Give us strength understanding, in Jesus' name, Father, we just lift our hands and adore you. We just acknowledge you, that you direct us. We seek you first in the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. Father, we just want to say thank you. We're still yet on this side. Thank you, Lord, for the activities of our limbs. Thank you, Lord, for food, clothing, and shelter. Thank you, Lord, that you died for us when we were yet in our sins and broken in our trespasses. Father, you, you still took it upon yourself to die for us. So guess what? We just want to say thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, oh God. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Are y'all ready for this word tonight? We're gonna deal with the escape route. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We'll just give another 30 seconds for folks to come in. Oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I will lift up my eyes to the heels from what's cometh Our help, our help cometh from the Lord. He is worthy. Hallelujah. How many of you know he's worthy? <laughs> how many of you know that he's worthy? Worthy of praise, worthy of glory, worthy of admiration, worthy of exaltation. Ah, we bless him. We bless him, we bless him, we bless him. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Get yourself a glass of water, a Gatorade or something. Hallelujah, God is worthy to be praised. I hope you had a blessed day. Did you have a good day? Huh? This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We just bless him today. We just magnify his name. Worthy are you, God. Worthy are you. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. How many of y'all have that testimony? Just want to tell you. Oh, my God. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you more than anything. With lovely hands and with a A mouth filled with praise, with a humble heart. I just want to say today, Father, I love you, Jesus. Oh, God. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually Be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the run and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Listen, thank you so much for joining the Liberty Christian Church International Broadcast tonight. I am so glad that you came in and that you took time out of your busy schedule to join us. Let a neighbor know, let a friend know that Liberty is online and is broadcasting live so that they can come on and get uh, a word from the Lord. Praise God. Father, we just thank you. Have your way in this moment. Let your will be done. Get the glory out of this moment. We lift your name up. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Have your way in Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen. First Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to begin reading at verse 12. When you have it, put it in the little chat. Say, I have it. Let's go. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Check it out in the Amplified, verse 13. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance but God is faithful. Underline that in your Bible, but God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation he has in the past and is now, and will always provide the way out as well, so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. For the reading of the text, we say, amen. Listen, there are many scenarios in the word of God where real people with real issues were in an undesired place and yet they escaped. There are 55 verses extracted from 25 books that deals with some sort of escape. The word escape comes from the word polita in the Hebrew, meaning the remnant of those who got away, those who escaped. The apostle Peter escapes from the holds of prison twice by angelic escort, once in Acts chapter 5 and again in Acts chapter 12. Time would fail us in one setting to talk about so many other instances of how God made a way of escape for others like David, who escaped in the night to the cave of Adullam while Saul was trying to kill him. If there was ever a time for people to begin waking up to the world's problems, it would be now. And yet more and more people choose to just slumber on, ignoring the reality, trying to temporarily escape your troubles, your misfortunes and your difficulties actually makes them worse. I'll say that again. Trying to escape your troubles, your misfortunes and your difficulties actually makes them worse. Today, people in droves are turning to various distractions. Somebody say distractions and addictions. Somebody say addictions. To avoid facing their reality. This trend was prophesied in the Bible to occur in the last days. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says people will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. People are spinning out of control because they don't want to deal with their pain. Let's deal with escapism for a minute. I want you to write that word down. Escapism. Escapism. Escapism is the attempt to ignore negative thoughts or unpleasant realities by distracting oneself from them. Distraction can come in many forms one large one being a fantasy. Oftentimes, escapism manifests through indulgence in material things, such as food, sports, drugs, or sex. The word escapism tends to carry a negative connotation with it, assuming that people who seek a break from their standard reality are being irresponsible and avoiding real life. Escapism can be a harmful thing if the method of escape is inherently harmful, such as using drugs, or if it gets out of hand. Escapism is a bit more weighty than mere relaxation. Escapism can become unhealthy because it may become rooted in the desire to live in a fantasy rather than in the reality. Avoidance is the motive behind classic escapism because it is a more intentional attempt to forget and avoid truly difficult reality rather than making an effort to change it for the better. If someone lives a life of escapism for too long, it may become nearly impossible for them to face their reality and make a change. Many have attempted to self-medicate with the local anesthesia of drinking it away huh? or smoking it away or various levels of promiscuity or eating it away huh? in an attempt to drown out their cries for help. But once the anesthesia wears off, the pain becomes almost immediate. Oh, well, I don't care no more. Let me eat this whole entire uh, box of dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blanks. Well, forget it. Can't nobody help me. I'm about to drink this whole bottle of. Dot, dot, dot. Ain't nothing I can do about it now. Let me light up this, dot, dot, dot. You have to be careful of what you are doing under the guise of doing it socially or recreationally. Listen to this, y'all. The Bible speaks of not being ignorant of the devil and his devices. And surely if you give him an inch, he will take, what, a mile. We need to start having some therapeutic conversations because the question needs to be asked, how does something that is causing you emotional pain push you into doing something that in the long run will hurt you physically. Sometimes people are too ashamed or too proud to admit they have a major internal or emotional issue or that they need to get help. And yes, I understand you don't want everybody to privy to your personal business. I know that. Others want to believe they have it all together or it's not that bad. Listen, pride will stunt your spiritual growth, your emotional and mental well-being and will snatch you out of position to get the help that you really need. And regardless of your why, you must be real with yourself. Point one, real healing will never occur. As long as you hide behind the walls of obscurity and anonymity, you don't have to tell everybody, but you should tell somebody. In Psalm 71 and 2, David said, deliver me in thy righteousness. And cause me to escape. There's that word escape again. Incline thy ear to me and save me. David took an inventory of his situation and was honest about it—that he needed help and prayed for an escape route. In 1849, Harriet Tubman and all of her bravery dealt with narcolepsy and illiteracy, not to mention the dangers and perils facing runaway slaves. And what makes, hallelujah! What makes her great is that she found an escape route out of slavery. And she could have enjoyed the balance of her life in freedom, yet she made it her business and life's purpose to plot her steps, go back and free 300 more slaves. She created the Underground Railroad and took the time to master the escape route, following the light of the North Star. I want to give you a quick memo, quick memo to those that have a testimony. Isn't it astounding that the very thing that had you bound and constrained And had you broken, couldn't hold you any longer? Praise God. You went through a test and came out with a testimony. The testimony of how you got away is a very escape route that someone else needs to get free. Hear me now. Hear me now in the Holy Ghost. We must become like Harriet Tubman and refuse to see our brothers and our sisters suffering in bondage. In some cases, you didn't go through and come out just for you. You came through and came out for somebody else. I'll say that again. In some cases, you didn't go through and come out just for you. You came out to help somebody else. Now, a quick memo to those who are enduring conflict. Those dealing with conflict without a resolution in sight, or those dealing with a doctor's prognosis without a solution in sight, those facing crisis and catastrophe with no end in sight. I've come to tell you that Jesus has an escape route tailor-made For your life, Jesus has an escape route tailor made for your life. No amount of food is going to bring you out. No amount of drugs are going to bring you out. No amount of alcohol is going to bring you out. No amount of promiscuity is going to boost your self esteem. God is the only one with the escape route tailor-made for your life. And until you understand that, you will live in a place of stagnation. You will look back over your life 10 and 20 years later and be in the same dry, dysfunctional place. But I want you to declare to yourself right now that I'm coming out of this. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm coming out of this. Tell somebody in your house, I'm coming out of this. I don't know who you are, but I'm coming out of this. You are coming out of this. You gotta get sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm coming out. You've got to get agitated about being slowful and unconnected to your calling. I'm coming out. You have to get frustrated with failure, hallelujah, when you know that you should be further along in your life by now. Guess what? You are coming out of this. In order for you to take the escape route that God has for you, you must have a regenerated mind. According to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where the apostle Paul talks about the renewing of your mind, the transforming by the renewing of your mind. The following things will inevitably try to close the door on your escape route. Number one. A defeated mindset that says that there is no way out, but the devil is a liar. Number two, a crushed spirit that is too exhausted to look for a way out and accept the things the way that they are right now. Number three, generational curses could have been pressed down from your mother, your father. Y'all know grandmama them, granddaddy them, huh? You may have to be the chosen one to break the cycle in your bloodline. Or number four, simply a bad memory that you forgot what has been acknowledged and what God has spoken and declared and prophesied over your life. But guess what? You don't have to suffer in silence. I feel the anointing now. Let's start talking about some promises. Can we do that? Let's start talking about some promises. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, it says, Whereby are given unto us, handed to you, exceeding great and precious promises, Lord, have mercy, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped, there's that word again, escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. As a young boy who grew up in church, I would hear my father sing a song about standing on the promises of God. I understand that more now as an adult, that as soon as you start standing on what God says about you, as soon as you can remember that it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. As soon as you rise up from your slumber and take your place on the cliffs of change, that automatically makes you a candidate for breakthrough. How many of y'all are ready for a breakthrough? Hallelujah. I hear you in the spirit. Number two, what God has promised is much better than what you can do for yourself. I'll say that again for those taking notes, and you might have to save this video. Go back and watch it again. Number two, what God has promised you is much better than what you can do for yourself. How many of you want what God has for you? Praise God. How many of you are receptive regarding exceeding great and precious promises? Declare that out loud. I accept the promises of God in my life. Say it again. I accept the promises of God In my life. And after you accept his promises, you must learn how to pray the promises. I'm going somewhere here. Psalm 119 and 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Surely, God has given deference to his word. So when you pray, say stuff like, Father, you said that I have life and life more abundantly. Father, you said that you would make me the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. Father, you said that I will be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, going out and coming in. I feel a preacher rising up in me now. Father, you said that I could decree a thing and it shall be established. Father, you said, that the death and life is in the power of my tongue, Father. You said that if I seek, I will find, if I knock, the door has got to be open. Father, you said, you said, you said. Begin to say what God has said. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Y'all know this one. It shall not return unto me, how? Void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper the thing wherein I sent it. You must begin to pray the promise. Second Timothy 2, 26 says, and they may come to their senses and escape From the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Third point, how bad do you want to get out of something? That becomes your drive or your fire behind it. If you do not have the drive to get out of something, you will stay in it. I will say that again. If you don't have the drive or the tenacity to want to get out of something bad enough, you will stay in it. This is the season of the new drive. People are developing a drive to lose weight, a drive to go back to school, a drive to start business, a drive to be better, a drive to make a difference, a drive to speak up and be heard. What is your drive for in this current climate? I hear the Lord saying this in the Holy Ghost that you are in the wrong gear. Take it out of park. Take it out of reverse. Take it out of neutral and put it in drive. Lord, have mercy. Some of y'all are sitting in reverse going in the wrong direction, but the spirit of God comes to bring correction. Put the car in. Somebody shout drive. Today is your day to come out of that place Come out of depression Come out of torment Come out of living in terror Come out of Lodibar That place of death and destruction Come out of mediocrity And step into your next level of power Come out of darkness And come out of confusion Come out of living below your purpose Come out of the dead places Come out of drug addictions I hear that in the spirit Come out of alcoholism Come out of wherever you are Come out wherever you are play that game. But guess what? The car is on. Now put it in drive and take the escape route to your destiny. If you're not moving, then you're settling. You're just sitting in a driveway idle. Put the car in drive. I feel that in the Holy Ghost tonight. Point four. If you don't want a breakthrough, watch this. If you don't want to shift to your next dimension, all you have to do is nothing. Yeah, I said it. Laziness, complacency, and a lack of urgency will keep you in a place of misery and defeat. And guess what? Misery loves company. There are a lot of people who like it and want to stay there. Who in their right mind would want to stay down in the dumps? We are not only dealing with broken systems, but broken people with broken spirits and broken mindsets. We've been broken for so long, living in broken cycles that we have gotten used to it and accepted it. That broken mindset says stay in the bed rather than get up. A broken spirit says to live in isolation and suffering rather than be around positive, loving people. A broken spirit says this is just the way I am versus making the necessary adjustments and the necessary changes to your broken attitude and your broken character and your broken thought process. But I hear the Lord saying that the time of the Ichabod is over. Lord, have mercy. The time of the Ichabod is over. According to 1 Samuel chapter 4, Ichabod means the glory of the Lord has departed. Some of you are about to walk into a new level of glory, or the kabod, where the resident presence of God lives. And when the glory comes, <laughs> when the glory comes, it's about to change your countenance. When Moses came down from the mountain after speaking directly with God, his own people didn't even recognize him. There is coming a day that when you press your way into the presence of God, you won't come out. Hallelujah, you won't want to come out. My God, anybody been in the presence of God and don't want to come out? And when you do come out, the glory of the Lord will be so thick and tangible on your life that folks won't even recognize you. Your outlook will change. Your smile will change. Your demeanor will change. The way you carry yourself will change. Because when the glory comes, it comes to change. Somebody shout, shout change. You cannot experience the presence of God and be the same. The key to your escape route is getting into the presence of God. When was the last time you lifted up your hands? When was the last time you bowed on your knees and cried holy? When was the last time you shut everything off and went into a pure, unadulterated worship? Don't answer that question. John chapter 4 verse 23 says, but the hour cometh. And now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father. How in spirit and in truth. Guess what? For the father seeketh such to worship him. Number five, one of the keys to a successful exit strategy is not only understanding who you are, but whose you are. Not only who you are, but whose you are. And not only whose you are, but who and what you are not. You have to be honest with yourself and rebuke your own self. Anybody ever did that? Had to lay hands on your own head, had to rebuke yourself and say, you know what? This is not me. This is not the time or the place for pity parties and foolishness. This is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not conducive to my purpose. This is not what God has called me to be involved in. And with that self-rebuke, you must be disciplined enough to get up and get out. Lord, have mercy. You don't have to wait for someone else to rebuke you. Rebuke yourself. It's called self-correction, self-awareness, and self-adjustment. Listen, the Holy Ghost will tell you about you before he gives you a word for me. Oh my God, I'll say that again. The Holy Ghost will tell you about you first before he'll tell you something about me. Here you are veering off the road and you're looking at someone else trying to give them direction. Get yourself back on the road first. I'm reminded of a story when I decided to leave one job to accept another job with greater income. Once I submitted my resignation, I was told that on my last day, that I needed to head down to HR to do what's called an exit interview. Companies conduct exit interviews to hear an employee's opinions about their job. Anybody ever had an exit interview? The supervisor and what they think about the company overall. They also like to discuss job satisfaction or give you a chance to offer feedback on policy and direction. Well, it only lasted about 10 minutes because I was ready to get it out of that. It didn't matter anymore because I was so focused on my new job, hear me, with better pay, come on, and better benefits. Huh? Didn't have to work weekends no more. The exit interview didn't even bother me because I was so focused on my new level, my new dimension, my new place, that the exit interview huh, was a thing of the past. I was focused on my next I danced all the way to my car. You have to get so focused on your next level, so fixed on the success that's in front of you, that your current position doesn't even bother you anymore. By devil, (laughs) by bondage, by fear, by worry, come on, by self-pity, by low self-esteem, by y'all, and good riddance. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5 says and he sat upon the throne and said, I make all All things new. Listen, old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. I declare a new mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I declare a total completion of this current level and a catapulting to the next level. I declare every hostage situation be cleared up and pushed away from you in Jesus' name. I declare breathtaking newness, not only for you, but your entire household. Lord, have mercy. I declare new perspectives, new vantage points. I declare new vision to manifest itself in you, that God will allow you to zoom in to your divine purpose and see it with high definition. The demonstration of his glory be in your life consistently from this day forth. somebody shout, it is so. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Hallelujah. What is your escape route with Jesus Christ? What is your escape route? without Jesus Christ. I want to pray. Old things are passed away. And behold. All things are become new. There is an escape route that you need to take to get out of the place that you are currently in. And I've given you the tricks to the trade. Forget about yourself. Forget about your issue. Get into the presence of God. Don't be afraid to talk to the Lord and tell him, I have an issue. Like David said, and I need an escape. Who are you? You're dealing with something. You're dealing with pain. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing with uh, low self-esteem, low self-worth. I don't know who you are, but I declare unto your life today that from this day forward, You have a way of escape unless your life begins along this whole series to spin out of control. Who is it? What are you dealing with? I declare unto you this day that God has not forgotten about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for this person that is linked in via social media and all forms of Broadcast tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cause lives to increase, that you would cause change to fall off of somebody's life, that you would cause a miracle to occur in somebody's life. I thank you, Lord God, that the end is not yet. But somebody's getting ready to walk into a new dimension. Somebody's getting ready to walk into a new level. Somebody's getting ready to put the alcohol bottle down. Somebody's getting ready to put the drugs down. Somebody's going to stop being promiscuous because of your grace and because of the empowerment of your spirit. Make total impact in them now. Make total impact in them now. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in the balance, not only of this week and of this month, but of this year. We call it done by faith, in the name of Jesus. Your exit route, it's yours, take it. Many of us have been sitting and God has been giving us a way out for years and we refuse to take it. But tonight I decree and declare unto you that the route is yours for the taking. You are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. You are more than an overcomer. You are a child of God and join air with Jesus. How dare you be stuck in that empty, dysfunctional place? I call you out of it tonight. I call you out of it tonight. I call you out of it tonight. All things are made new. Moving forward, get the momentum that you need. Go back to the place that God called you. Go back to the place that God gave you an unction down in the belly of your soul. Go back to the place that God promised you some things. Go back to the place that God spoke a word of prophecy over you. Go back to that place and declare that I will be what God wants me to be. I will do what God has called me to do. I will go where God wants me to go. In Jesus' name, God bless you. If you've been blessed tonight by this ministry, you can sow a seed into the LCCIMD. You can go and give via Cash App or you can give at lccimd.org. Guess what? The best is yet to come. God bless you all. Stay tuned. Come back next week. We're still going to be dealing with some stuff out of control. It's going to help you. God bless you. Good night.